Well, it's not teeny time. It's tea. Knee time. <laughs> it's tea time. It? So I literally cannot consume another drop of alcohol. <laughs> so Madison's really sick tonight. I'm unwell. Like, and down bad. <laughs> unfucking well. And we're just proud of her for being here. I'm really sorry that I sound like a sad old man. <laughs> um, <laughs> At least you look like a pretty old man. <laughs> There's literally nothing I can do about it. The show must go on. <laughs> so I would never leave my fans, my millions and millions. <laughs> but of most fans. importantly, her co-host, my co-host, who literally needs. Her. I was like my co-host. I was like, can we please film tomorrow night? She's like, no. Okay, I'm well, like, damn, let's, bitch. Let's cheers this out for podcast twelve of Bad Therapy number twelve, and then we'll get into it. Cheers. It's so weird not fucking housing a martini. <laughs> it feels weird that you're not in the mood that you're normally in, but... Because normally I'm literally gobbling martinis. <laughs> Let me just start this podcast out by saying Madison and I have had beef all day. She's fucking beefing me hard. I'm mad at her. You know, I'm pretty forgiving and understanding, but we're beefing. And let me tell you why. This bitch texts me last week on what was it? Thursday? It was Wednesday. So... Last Wednesday, Madison texts me and goes, hey, I'm going to Spain in the morning. Last minute trip. And that's last minute full send across the fucking country, across the world. And yeah. And normally that, you know, you'd be happy for your best friend. Unfortunately, her and I are business partners now and we have shit to do. We literally have a podcast to film. So I'll be back in time. Yeah. And so she was back in time. But unfortunately, she got back last night. Today is Tuesday when we're filming. Which we like to film on Saturdays because it gives me some time to edit, upload, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Just some time for grace. A grace period, if you will. She comes back last night late after traveling clear across the fucking world. 24 hours, literally, of straight travel. Absolutely heinous. Texts me this morning and says, I think I have COVID. I'm literally fucking unwell. She's dying. And this bitch doesn't get sick often. I do not. And when she does, she's kind of a trooper. So that's how I knew it was real. However, forgive me for not having much sympathy because I kind of had a feeling that this was going to happen. I mean, you literally get sick when you travel internationally. Like you should have seen people on the plane like hacking, sneezing, coughing, wiping their boogers everywhere. Like public travel is fucking disgusting. Yeah. So... To my dismay, but not to my surprise, she comes back sick as fuck. All day today, she's down bad. And I feel bad. Don't get me wrong. I do feel bad. I wish we had more time to push it back, to reschedule, whatever. We just don't. We don't have that time. And maybe on a different week, we could have pushed it back and posted it a day late. But I literally leave for a work trip on Friday at 6 a.m. So there's just no time. The timing did not add up. The trip was last minute. I did it to myself, which is why I'm sitting on this fucking couch right now. Okay. <laughs> she came through. I'm down bad Respect. trooper. And honestly, I, I, as sick as I am, I don't have COVID. I tested negative. I made her test. For all the people. I said, if you have COVID, we're fucked. We're so fucked. get it together. Um, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just not going to drink alcohol for the first time in my life. I'm just going to have some hot tea. It's fine. <laughs> Imagine that. It's fine. You're doing great. <laughs> so this trip to Spain, if you're wondering why I went to Spain last minute, Cause YOLO. Yeah. Cause why wouldn't you? Cause literally YOLO. I have some friends that are in Spain and they're doing like a multi-leg trip. They're doing London, Spain, Iceland. And they're like, do you want to come to Spain? Like come to Spain. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? I don't have like anything crazy with work right now. I didn't need to film the podcast. I was like, I'll <laughs> but film. Fuck I me. I won't be violently sick when I get back or anything. Like it's fine. And so I go to Spain <laughs> literally the next morning. My, I find out at 6 PM. My flight was at 6 AM. Like, that's a full send if I've ever seen one. That's the fullest send I've ever seen in my life. And now let's just put into perspective here. I've never traveled internationally. This is my first time traveling. I mean, I've gone to Mexico. By yourself is crazy. I know. My boyfriend was like, what? (laughs) I was like, we watch the dogs. He's like, yeah, I guess, you psycho. And so. Me and her boyfriend, we're both mad at her. We're like, everyone's pissed. You're just going to leave us? Yeah, I know. So I get on my first flight to Denver and then Denver to Madrid is 10 hours. And so I'm like in economy. Oh yeah. Broke, <laughs> broke bitch seats. Oh, now that's the no. lesson I learned out of all this. Don't ever fly international economy. 10 it's, hours in a fucking It's worth seat? the upgrade. Obviously first class is crazy expensive, but it's worth the upgrade to business class. Yeah. If you're already spending the money, like absolutely fucking terrible. Okay. I go and sit in my seat 
two girls sit down next to me. They don't speak English. I mean, we're flying to Spain. And one of them has uh, a tail attached to her pants. <laughs> like a long... Like, it's not one of those fake, like, knockoff tails. Like, this this was an expensive, beautiful-looking tail. And it's really long, okay? And it's attached to her pants. I don't know if it was, like, a butt plug. I don't know if it was in her ass. And so when she sits down, she pulls the tail up and flops it into my lap. I'm not joking. She's got ears on, so I think she's, like, a furry. I'm not judging. Get your fucking tail off of me. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I take... A fucking muscle relaxer, NyQuil, four glasses of red wine, and a melatonin. And I'm like, I'm just going to dose myself. Damn, what a cocktail. Oh, no, literally. <laughs> so I had a couple glasses on my way to Dallas, and I was like, I immediately got two. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to sleep this whole trip. Because mm-hmm. she was literally stroking her tail. Yeah. On my lap. <laughs> make, making out so with her girlfriend. weird. Making out with her girlfriend. Was her girlfriend stroking her gr- tail? The weirdest part about this is her out? girlfriend was like stunning. <laughs> very normal looking are we missing something I'm am i missing a tail dude, i was my so problem? confused <laughs> but i just couldn't and the seats right. are very very small yeah i'm i was so uncomfortable i was like the only way i'm gonna get through this is unconscious so let's do it let's knock me out <laughs> three hours later i wake up everybody's fast asleep it's the middle of the night i wake up in a panic a frenzy i used to be able to take do whatever i wanted i never got sick so i was like yeah this is might be a little much but it's fine you really were you were the type of person that i don't know if your liver was just well trained i could take eight advil you did yeah you were just but you've just been on a different path in life and i think your body just went into a bit of shock uh yeah Uh, talk about shock. that would put the average person into a coma this is gonna sound dramatic for everyone who's listening i'm not being dramatic okay i she and i'll vouch for her on this because one thing about her is Maybe you've become more soft recently. I'm a softie. But I will say the the woman that I know is she's a rider. Like I don't she, get sick. All, yeah. She doesn't get sick. If she's in pain, she's not going to be like me. I'll be crying. Everyone will know. I'll talk about it a hundred times. You would never know. It no, there. you would never know. Like I could break my leg and like. Yeah. Literally break her leg in half and be like, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and I could be really sick and just like, I just push through things. Yeah. Like it's never been a problem. So right. I woke up in a straight panic drenched in sweat i couldn't see i literally could not see like i couldn't see my hands in front of my face it looked like there was lights okay. being shined in my eyes and it's pitch black on the plane yeah. like the, none of the lights are on and i have this feeling of i am going to projectile vomit so i literally like shook they were they're dead asleep i'm like you need to get up now like right now and they're like panicking they don't know what i'm saying yeah but i'm like <laughs> get the fuck and out so of they life. get up really quickly and i fall into the aisle and i fall on this lady's lap in the center aisle because there's three aisles oh in these God, big planes mad. couldn't see couldn't stand and she was like are you okay and i was like no like i'm honestly not okay and she like helps me get to the bathroom because like i kid you not i could not see i open the door and i projectile vomit in the airplane bathroom that 175 people just shit in <laughs> it was Dude, so horrible that sounds fucking terrible. so i'm like sweating and i just really don't i can't i can't breathe i really don't feel normal and so obviously the flight attendant comes over because i'm making like a little bit of a scene <laughs> not on purpose Doesn't but yeah like- <laughs> can't stop puking couldn't get the door closed because like when you sit down my feet were like sticking out it's everything's small i was like claustrophobic i don't know if it was a panic attack sounds like it. mixed with like a r- bad I've reaction had, i've had a panic attack on a plane before and it was literally probably the worst panic attack because you're on a fucking airplane. You can't like, move. Yeah. Especially when you've taken substances. Yeah. Like for me, I, I hit my dab pen before I got on a plane once. And like, it just is like, you're in a, pl- like flying can be scary enough as it is. You know, you're on, you're floating in the middle of air. You're in this little pl- metal capsule yeah. with a bunch of fucking people. For that 10 hours know. straight. Yeah. Yeah. By yourself next to a furry stroking <laughs> her tail. So I'm vomiting and I still can't see. She comes over at the flight attendant. She's like, looks at me, takes one look at me. And she goes, what did you take? And I was like, <laughs> am I going to jail? Like, <laughs> she was like, oh, God. you need to cool yourself down. Like she's like, took, took, made me take my sweatshirt off, brought me like a cool rag, brought me like a Coke with you were, like, sugar. Sweat, right? Yeah. And like, I, she could just tell I was not. Not okay. So 30 minutes later, I'm st- I had finally had my last like vomit. I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm normal. Cause they were borderline about to like, 
Is there a doctor on board? Yeah, yeah. Dude, what? And I know, and I've never experienced anything like that. That's so crazy to be by yourself during that, too. Oh, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm glad I was by myself. Like, if if my boyfriend was there, he would have been extremely stressed. It was not a normal state. I don't know. Like, I wish I would have been there with you or something. Yeah, to have someone with me that, like, spoke English and wasn't a furry, like, would have been sick. So I sit back down, and they're both, like, staring at me, and I'm like, I'm good. Like, I I brought a little baggie with me. I'm like... (laughs) Aww. yeah Aww. so let's just Poor say that. the trip was absolutely amazing <laughs> don't regret it no regrets no regrets the travel i i don't know how people like are world I mean, travelers I can't believe i obviously didn't know any of this happened until today yeah but i can't believe that like i was thinking in my head i was thinking she must be flying nice yep first class no i've never flown international to that extent where it's like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to fly first class yeah but i also would never sit economy for 10 hours i didn't know yeah i didn't know yeah and like oh they must have nicer seats yeah i thought it was like yeah okay a a plane that goes overseas maybe it's a little bigger maybe it's a little more it was literally just the same it was i felt like it was smaller my flight from reno to dallas i was very comfortable the 10 hour flight was small. Brutal. Like, did so. Did you I'll, sit down and were you immediately like, fuck? Really? When she started stroking her tail on my lap, <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> and so the way home, I didn't take anything. I was like, I'm not going to risk it. It's not worth it. Wait, that was on the way there? That was on the way there. Yeah. Oh my God. So I get to the, like, a destination and my friends are like, are you good? And I was like, let's rally. Like, yeah. Literally just pretended nothing happened. But yeah, it was terrible. So the way home, I was like, I can't take anything. So that was even worse. Actually, it was much better because I got an aisle seat. <laughs> oh, okay. And I slept like naturally. So yeah. I didn't like feel sick or anything. Claustrophobic. So I realized I don't really need to dose myself to do it. But yeah. no, I will never fly economy. That honestly sounds terrifying. The only relation that I can have to a story like that is one time I think I was with you. I used to be an avid weed smoker. Smoked a lot. Like every single day from very early in the day till night. So I get on this plane with you and I think maybe we were a little bit hungover or something. And <laughs> I decided like I was going to hit my dab pen. I had my dab pen with me, which I don't even know if it's legal. Don't fucking come around. You hit your me. dab pen on a fucking plane? We hadn't taken off yet. It's literally like. But I took a fat rip. You could literally go to prison for that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll keep that to ourselves. It wasn't on the plane or inside the It was airport. before the airport. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. And I was sitting in the middle seat and I. All of a sudden, dude, the claustrophobia, the heart rate, we start taking off. The whole like plane starts to vibrate. My organs start vibrating. My brain's vibrating. I couldn't get it to stop. That sounds terrible. I started feeling the walls were like closing in on me. And then I see us like lifting off the ground. And all I could think was like, oh my God, where the fuck am I right now? What's happening? I'm yeah. just stuck. I-, I can't even explain it, but I just remember be- feeling terrified you should have told me but but i couldn't tell you because the second that you bring attention to that it becomes 10 times more of an ordeal yeah absolutely like the second you're having like anyone that has panic attacks knows that once you talk about it it becomes a thing it's like a monster like at you're that aware yeah. of it everyone's aware of it it just and then your friend's like just, are you okay are you okay it like, explodes when there's nothing you could do anyways yeah. and you asking me if, if i'm okay would probably just make it worse because i can't talk to you right now yeah for sure of course it's like if I could tell you and it would make it better I would but yeah I remember and it took and I remember just telling myself just have to breathe it'll pass it'll pass and I sometimes still get on an airplane completely sober no weed no nothing I don't even smoke weed anymore for the record um and I will feel that like the the brain is such a crazy thing like I will feel that sense of Panic. panic yes planes suck dude they really do yeah. Travel sucks. I, I don't love it, to be honest. Oh, have you heard of the Jello theory? No. On a plane? Ooh, okay. I forget who said this. I think her name was like Anna something. But there's this theory on a plane when you're going through turbulence, and it's called the Jello theory. And essentially, it's said that, you know, when you're going through crazy turbulence and the plane is like bouncing up and down and flying all over the place, and it's really scary. Horrible, yeah. And everyone's crying and stressed. So I guess with the way that the pressure is on the plane, the way that the air like holds the plane up and over the wings and everything. It like, if you've seen aerodynamics, aerodynamics, like the air circulates the plane and that's what keeps it afloat. So if you're ever going through turbulence, it's said to just imagine that you're in, the plane is in the middle 
of a big thing of jello. And all it's like someone's shaking the jello, but the plane's not gonna move because it's in the jello. Wow. But that's what turbulence is because of the pressure on both sides of the plane. It's so tight that the plane isn't gonna go anywhere. It's just like moving around inside the object. Yes, it's just jello. Yeah, because so, the plane's not like coming down or anything, right. but it but, just feels but, violent. But you but like how do you know that when the plane drops? Yeah. And and then all of a sudden you're still there. Like it's so scary. And I've not been on a plane since I've learned about this, but next time I go through really bad turbulence, like I'm definitely going to think about that because I've seen a lot of people talk about how that made them feel better on plane rides when they're going through really bad turbulence, just to think like, okay, we're just I'm in, in a jello. pot of jello. Honestly, I wish I would have known that coming into Reno because, you know, coming into Reno, the it's turbulence is because the mountain. So coming in, like when I got in last night, the mm-hmm. last leg of my flight, which was I was 100% deceased by this point. <laughs> Can't imagine. We had the worst turbulence that I've ever experienced. And people are literally screaming. Okay. It's scary. I'm like so dead at that point. I just had dead face, dead eyes. I was just looking You're directly ahead. Like, fucking kill me. End it then. End Drop it if you me. want to end it. Drop me from the yeah. sky. No, like literally. Like I haven't seen it all on this not, trip. Not one gas <laughs> left my mouth. People are like. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck at this point. Like I was so over it. So. But that's good to know. Yeah, no, it's kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. Because it makes sense if you think about the pressure um, and the way that the air works, which I've never understood. Same with boats. Like, I don't understand how boats flow. I, do, I understand the science behind it. I don't understand it still. Yeah. But so when something's how floating in the air, <laughs> it's like the pressure of the air. It does like a spiral. It goes from like above the plane to under the plane. And it's what keeps it afloat. So because the pressure is so intense, it's just like you're in a big pot of jello. Well, careful what you say, Allie, because people on the internet love calling us fucking dumb. Oh, speaking of which, let's get right on into this topic. So anyone that has found us on TikTok or on Instagram would know. But if you were an OG, then you're a nice person and we love you. And most of our supporters are nice. But recently, we've been having a lot of... We've been going viral. So I feel like... New people. The have more been people finding. that see your page, the more likely you are to attract negativity. Yes. And, and people on the internet are absolute weirdos. And we knew this going into this, but I think it's really hard. Like, you know, celebrities and, and influencers and everyone with a lot of eyes on them. You hear about it all the time. The hate comments, the death threats, the this, the that. And you're like, yeah, that's horrible. I can't imagine going through that. But I think there's a difference between knowing that it exists and, and experiencing, experiencing it. it. Yeah. I mean... I was told recently that someone wished that murder was legal so that they could murder me. Like literally murder you. I mean, over something so silly. So dumb. And to be honest, sometimes we make reels. The whole point of of clipping a reel for... Let's not act like we're not doing this on purpose. Right. Like we're clipping a one minute clip from our podcast that's an hour long. It's out of context. It's out of yes. context and we're clipping it on purpose and it's clearly working the way we're doing and it. And we're saying it on purpose to, to attract virality. Yes. Like people are getting so fired up. But what's funny is like the things that they get mad at us for saying, if you just go watch the podcast, you would see that we're actually not saying that it's just a clip and someone got mad at me because i said that in the comments i was like maybe you should go listen to the podcast to see what we actually They're like said. i'd rather get shot no they were like well why would you say this I'm like baby because this is exactly why 1.1 million views later it's like 3.4 million views later 30 yeah like everything on social media and especially on instagram i've noticed it's like the, the things that go viral are the things that are getting a lot of hate yeah people are so negative on there well and what's funny too is is tiktok i knew had a lot of haters just because i had I follow a lot of influencers and I hear about this all the time and I knew cause it, TikTok has a lot of younger audience. What's funny is like a lot of the hate comments come from older like dudes pe- or, pe- oh, or yeah. women too. Just like yeah. people that are too goddamn old, maybe like social media is before their time. So they don't realize that you can't this just, is a real person. We're going to see it. Like, yeah. do you not think we're going to see it? It's either that or it's a really young person that doesn't know what they're talking about. But what's funny to me is we were getting that a lot of, on TikTok because that was the first place we went viral. And then we started going viral on Instagram. And Instagram... Way worse. Is so much worse. If, and I don't know if it's because... There's two things that I think. One, Instagram, for whatever reason, feels more real. Like, these people feel like real people because it's like Instagram. TikTok feels like fake. Like, you use Instagram, yeah. you see people. But TikTok, yeah, Instagram feels real. The other thing is, I think the video specifically that was getting the most hate was we got onto the wrong side of 
of man, like the men were seeing it. Oh, God forbid you piss we, off a man on we Instagram. We were pissing off the men. If one more Bible thumper that was, and so tells that was, me they're going to burn me at the stake. So my reel that went viral was talking about, oh, it was our last podcast where I was like, we had a clip. We clipped it saying men like it when you're mean to them, which fucking sue me. It's the truth. Uh, we weren't endorsing. If you go watch our last podcast, we were not endorsing being mean to your man. We were just saying statistically in situationships, from you, our, if you don't on a, on a man, they're not yeah. going to like, and they like to chase from our experience. That's how we feel. They like to solve problems. And then we had the other clip that was about manifesting and Madison. That was the one that she did. That one went super viral too. And everyone was telling her that she was the devil. I'm Satan, demonic vibes, yeah. which burn her at go the read stake. The Bible. Anyways. So if one more person, and and we're you know what keep it coming because this is we we we're making money off it's of like it y'all now. think y'all think you think that we're stupid but one it's working two we're doing it on purpose three you fucking took the time to comment right like thank you and thank and you for boosting the algorithm right and obviously as human beings we could sit here and say oh the hate comments don't bother us they get to us and sometimes we clap back but for the most part i feel like you eventually become a little bit numb to it sometimes people say like outlandish shit though yeah people are really mean and it's actually just I think that's a whole different topic of the fact that human beings treat each other that way but what I was trying to explain to Madison because as much as these hate comments do affect me and they hurt my feelings and they put me in a mood and sometimes when I'm not in the mood and I see something like I clap back you get triggered yeah but for Madison like I've been online for a long time Madison's never really been into the influencer. I haven't been on the internet I don't look at comments I don't yeah. really yeah so this to her obviously is very new to me I have a slight like numbness to yeah. it not a ton but it's a little bit but what i keep telling madison is like 90 percent of the people that are leaving hate comments actually 99 percent of the people are the vast majority of people that are not normal because right. think about you and i or anyone that's listening to this right now we would never leave a comment like that no you even just wouldn't we, do it even if i'm angry even if the video sucks and triggered me and it was horrible even if the video yeah. warrants like an angry mean response i literally have never left a hate comment ever in my entire life and that is the vast majority of people like think about people like you and i that don't do that those are the people that view it and scroll or view it and like like it the people whatever that comment those things and i know to anyone listening that doesn't really understand it because i've heard influencers say this a million times like you're just not going to get it unless you do yeah but those are the people that really are just so out of touch with what the internet is those like, are the people that that think it's not a real person no one's gonna see it or maybe they don't care yeah or yeah. they're just absolutely well that's why that's why we made the tiktok like bring the brick yeah this person wants to hit me with a brick yeah so i would love to see well let's give some context to that so someone commented on one of our videos and this wasn't even a controversial video none of our videos it wasn't at all and someone said this video made me want to hit you with a brick these girls are giving red pill andrew tate i'm like no the fuck we're not yeah, because we said don't fucking and you know what it is like don't get on the wrong side of TikTok. I guess it wasn't TikTok. It was mainly Instagram. Instagram. But that is just to say, like, anyone that out there that gets super heated on anything they see online, they're probably doing it on purpose to piss you off so that they can make money. I don't think... Also, can we just for one second talk about the amount of money you make on TikTok? Yeah, TikTok's... Like, and I've heard this before, that TikTok is significantly better than so Instagram. I've, so I've seen you know, 12 year olds living in mansions and all they do is post dancing videos on TikTok. I never understood it. Yeah. Never understood it because on Instagram or let's say like I used to have a following on YouTube and I would get paid for views on that. They were, you know, you had to get, I would say I would get maybe a thousand dollars for 250,000 views, which is a lot of views, but Instagram's hard to get views on. Yeah. TikTok is relatively easy to hit a million views. It's easier to go viral for sure. It's easier to go viral. I feel like it has a bigger audience. It does. Yeah. And the the videos are a minute or less. You know what I mean? Whereas YouTube, but my point of this is when we started making this podcast, we thought, obviously we thought, how will we monetize ourselves? We both thought it was going to take a really long time. And it was going to be brand deals and like getting signed. Yeah. By, yeah. And we were okay Barstool with that. Like we were okay with not making any money for a really long time. We never did this to make money right away. We never did this to uh -uh. make money. Like, I mean, maybe one day, but we mainly just did it because we thought it would be fun and we passionate about Eventually, it. Eventually. Yeah. But we didn't expect. So we start going viral on TikTok and then we all of a sudden get approved for the creator fund. And I just want to say. The amount of money that you make on TikTok, I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think people even understand. Well, I remember when they tried to ban TikTok for like 
a lo- the longest time. And people were tripping. I'm like, what's the agenda there? Right. Like, you can actually make money there? Like, let's get rid of it? Yeah. Because, where? first of all, where is the money coming from? Ads. So, you know when you first go on TikTok and there's, like, an ad, you click, like, oh. skip ad? Those people pay TikTok to have their ad on they there. They must pay a fucking lot of money. It's like a Super Bowl commercial, Because, dude. okay, for anyone that doesn't know... TikTok pays you roughly, and this is roughly, and there are stipulations, like your video has to be at least a minute long, has to be a first-time viewer, not a first-time viewer, but it has to be like, you can't watch the video twice from the same account, and it's two views, only one of those would count, et cetera, et cetera, but essentially for every thousand views, it's one, what was it, one dollar? One dollar per thousand views, So. Yeah. We've been hitting what three million, million three, four yeah. million, two million. Do the math. Three million. That's four thousand dollars. Yeah, three thousand on one video. Like I literally was like, that's too good to be true. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't seem real. I just still don't understand it. But anyways, honestly, I still haven't. It still hasn't like clicked. <laughs> hasn't with me. clicked. I'm like, and that's not to like boast or brag or anything at all. The, my main point of saying that is like keep keep the hate comments coming, baby. I'm like the more keep boosting the, the more you boost the algorithm, the more people see it. Yeah, but that's what these. People don't understand. They're so like wrapped up in their negative thought that they don't realize that they're just pushing it out further. And that's fine. They can do that. Like if I'm you hate it so okay much, maybe just scroll yeah. past it. That's what I do. If I see a video I don't like, I'm like, I just scroll. Weird. Yeah. yeah. We got sidetracked as per usual. <laughs> Sorry. We had to rant yeah. about that. Because about people bullying us on the internet. We've been being dragged. Because where it started was I texted Allie in Spain because this is when these a couple of our videos. Yeah. Were, she's not to mention she's in Spain, like on a boat in a different somewhere. Time zone. And I'm being yeah. told people want to murder me. And I'm like, hey. Can you come give me a hug? Because yeah. you're not here and I need you right now. So I texted her like a screenshot of one that was like really mean. And I was like, Ali, like do people on the internet are being mean to me? Like, <laughs> I'm like, bitch, they're being mean to me too. But back into Spain, back to my travels, what we were talking about before is I cannot fail to mention just how good the people look over there. Yeah. I didn't really notice it at first until I actually took it in. Everyone is in shape. Everybody is there's nobody that I saw that wasn't from America that was overweight or obese. She texted me and this isn't to offend anyone, but she goes, Allie, there's not a single overweight person over here. Not one. Their skin is like, you can tell they've been getting good natural sun, but it doesn't look like they like never wore sunscreen. Yeah. You know, they just look healthier. They're happier. They're more laid back. Their lifestyle is slower. Every day at work, they go home and take a three hour nap. Okay. A three hour nap during the work day. <laughs> then head back to work for a couple hours. That'd be so nice. They don't eat dinner until 9 o'clock p.m. They go to bed at midnight. They spend their time at nights, 9 to midnight or whatever, with their family. They're so grateful for that time. They love that time. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't give it up just to go to sleep and wake up at 4 in the morning and grind for 12 hours. Like, it is a different lifestyle. And it got me thinking, why is chronic illness and chronic overworking so accepted and so not talked about in the United States. Obesity, all-time high. Autism, all-time high. Diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's, all of these things that cancer. Cancer are so fucked up and are killing us. Like we're the sickest generation of all times. Yeah. And nobody's country. talking about the fact that it is our way it's of living. Epidemic. It's it's an epidemic. Our way yeah. of living and our food. Because I'm chronically online. A while ago I saw someone I think it was on TikTok. She was talking about how she spent a semester abroad and she was gluten intolerant, completely could not eat gluten, pasta, bread, anything with gluten, crackers, whatever. She goes and I think she was in Italy for six months for school and she could eat pasta, bread, anything that she couldn't eat here, she could eat there. So she started looking at the ingredient list and I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was some preservative or something that wasn't on the ingredient list in the country that she was in that we have in America. Because there's no ingredients in there. It, it just is what it, it is. It just is what it is. And yeah. so she did some research on it and she was like, why are they putting this in our food? It's making us sick. It's actually not a gluten intolerance. It's this preservative that's Absolutely. making everyone sick. And that was my first thing. The other thing is Red Red 40 is banned everywhere except America. And it's crazy. And it's in everything. It's almost like they're pushing like drugs and pharmaceuticals are at an all-time high well and use of pharmaceuticals and that's exactly the point of all of this and that's why they do it we are the sickest country in the world obviously not right accounting for third world countries or places that are i'm talking about chronic illnesses 
They strip our water of the minerals. The water over there is like silky. It's not like, you know how the water here, it, does, it doesn't, I yeah, was you so, can't drink water one, I literally states. didn't get a hangover. Okay. And I was fucking drinking so hydrated, drinking the best water out of glass bottles. There's no plastic bottles. The food doesn't come in packages. Everything. We went to like a local town, a small town. Everything came from the town. The goat. I'm like, goat. <laughs> she put the goat down. I was like, goat, but goat. I didn't eat the goat, but the peppers, the cheese, the bread, it's all made there. It's all local. There is no, you don't go to like even the McDonald's, the food was different. Yeah. And honestly, that's exactly what it is, is it's the pharmaceutical industry in America. Like they say, you know, how many times have you heard that there's a cure for cancer and they just won't tell us or certain things that, you know, I see people get fired from the medical industry and then they go start exposing things and they're like here's this product that you can get you get whacked for that like there's this product that you could buy there's this product that you could buy but they would never tell you that it this cures utis this cures this and it's all over the counter shit. food is medicine okay yeah. this crap that they produce in a lab it is medicine but it's not the medicine we need and i think it's unbelievable that it's just so accepted the rising rate of cancer is it's significant mm-hmm all of these chronic illnesses and nobody is talking about it. Mm -hmm. Why are we still eating like this? Why is this still being pushed on us? Why is it so accepted for us to be so sick? I don't think it's okay. And I talk about this with my boyfriend. He's like, babe, like relax. But like, no, but it's serious. One in 13 children are being diagnosed with autism. It used to be like one in a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't just say, oh, it's just a coincidence when it's not happening everywhere. It's just happening here. Yeah. Not only is the pharmaceutical industry thriving off of our sickness, but they're also poisoning us. I saw this TikTok of this man that was a recovering meth addict. He was an avid meth user, smoker, all this stuff. And he said that if he had been given meth and Adderall and you didn't tell him which was which, he could not tell you based on sensation which one was which like he said they feel exactly the same the only difference is that Adderall has a worse come down and I mean it makes sense like the chemical makeup it's an amphetamine yeah it's literally in the name it's to give you energy and make you focus but is that not insane and to be fair you'd probably have to take an insane amount of Adderall to equal a hit of meth like I don't know how that works right but the main message of that is like it's basically dosed out meth yeah, Adderall is legal meth that doctors prescribe to people and th- and that is who we're trusting to take care of us. I get I get people with ADHD need it to survive. They need it to function. But do they? But is there not a better solution? Because have you heard uh all of these stories about children who have ADHD, ADD and they just parents, give them Adderall. Their parents do a heavy metal detox and change their diet and they don't have it anymore? No, I haven't heard that. That's, That's a crazy. major major thing. And when you go to the hospital, what do they feed you? Shit, bagged food, processed food, garbage, and pump you full of fake medicine. The opioid epidemic is predominantly caused by doctors pushing painkillers, pharmaceuticals. I was just talking about this. Today was my mom's birthday and we went to dinner and um, one of the ladies that was there was like, have you ever felt the medicine that they give you right before they put you under. And we were all like, no, usually we fall asleep. She's like, heroin. She's like, I've been chasing that high ever since I felt it. She was joking. Right. But not really. But like some people who get in really bad accidents and they're on painkillers for three, six, nine months, years. Yeah. And, and then, then and then they oh they take them away because it's like okay well you're done now. And then they start with they're an, an addict. Yes. And they will spend the rest of their life either chasing pills or going down a much worse path. Yeah, or they're ruin the rest of their life doing that. I actually knew someone that was close to our family. Um, super nice guy got in an accident. Ended up coming out that he was sourcing pills from people, and his wife and him ended up getting divorced. Like all this stuff. Yeah, it's it'll like, change your life. It's like, is that really, I get it, you know, get your shit together, but it's, why was it it even accessible? It's exactly. It's like, you're going to give it to someone and it changes your chemical composition. It changes the way your brain fires. It changes the way you think about things and they just hand it out and expect people who are in bad situations to be able to control it. 
You know, that is a tough thing, though, because some people that are in that excruciating amount of pain, they really need it. But there should right. just be a better system for getting them off of it. Absolutely. Instead of just here's 12 months supply, then you're done. Yeah. Like it doesn't it's not going to work like that. Yeah. And I remember when I was in college and I had my first like panic attack. And so I went to see the school nurse in college. OK, I was also partying my little ass off. <laughs> I was at ASU. To go saw Neville's. So she gave me a shut the fuck bro. Up. I'm not kidding. I don't think you ever heard this story. No, I've never heard this. The reason I left college, the reason I literally came home, I go to the nurse's office. I have a stress rash all over my body. I was in a, some bad situations in my personal life, a bad relationship. My mom was really sick. So I had a lot going on and I was new in college and very overwhelmed. She gave me a bottle of Xanax. What do I do? Go home, take my plandal, smash it up, snort it. Like, I was so not in the right state of mind. Right, like, how dare they just and so, hand that to someone? Right, especially a, a young woman who's in a situation like that. Who's obviously in a stressful situation. Yeah, like, she's, she's overwhelmed. Let's give her a bottle of Xanax. That's insane. So, I ended up in the hospital, okay? And my dad called me, and he was like, I don't think this is the right time for you to be doing this. Like, if you can't handle this, you need to come home. So, I did. Never went back to college. Like, <laughs> thanks thanks nurse thanks lady. nurse yeah literally took my degree for me i'm just kidding no but like obviously you're I way take, better off now like i things, take some accountability for sure but things happen for a reason too you know but yeah. that is wild that they would just give that out do you know how how many times like this and this is not to entice anyone to go look for drugs but when my dog was dying last year i reached out to my doctor to try to get some fucking xanax yeah i needed it i actually needed it yeah but that's what you think you need. Probably but. would have abused it. But I just wanted to not feel anything. And he was like, I need to see you to prescribe it. And I was like, no. <laughs> that's but do you know how hard it is to get prescribed that? And this lady was just handing it out. That's fucking Oh, like crazy. candy. I was like, I think the last thing I need right now is a bottle of Xanax. Just the accessibility of this kind of stuff and the complete neglect for actual health. Something's not adding up. It's crazy. Yeah. It's almost like they're preying on our downfall. I just think it's something that should be discussed more. That's all. Absolutely. And I think last thing we can say about this, and I'm not going to tell you guys what it is just because I know like certain people listening will want to go and abuse it just because I used to be that type of person. But there is something that you can get at smoke shops and it's a tea leaf and it's not approved by the FDA. It's not prescribed by doctors, this, this and that. There are studies that have been done on it. It's salvia. No, it's not, <laughs> which we did that one. Fucking terrifying. But no, it's not, but when I was introduced to this substance, I was like, oh my God, this, I was super depressed at the time and I took it. And I remember feeling this all is of amazing. a sudden yeah. not depressed. I didn't have a weird come down. You know, when you take like an, an um, I don't want to say an upper because it doesn't make you upper, mm. but it kind of, it's like painkiller vibes almost. You just feel good. And I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be rough when this starts to wear off, but it never gave that when it wore off. It just wore off. Just kind of casually went yeah. away. And I got tired. God and I forbid went it's to bed. like a natural substance. But I remember thinking, not only that, I would take it, like I worked at a bar. So instead of drinking, I would take it and I would have energy. I was more friendly, more sociable. Um, there are different strains of it, just like how weed has different strains that certain strains help with pain, uh, certain strains help with sleep, depression. And I was researching this because I was super curious. And all of these things, energy, like I'm thinking to myself, why isn't this given out by doctors instead of Adderall, instead of energy drinks, instead of antidepressants, instead of painkillers? Like every single thing that it did for me that didn't give me a, a negative side effect. Obviously, if you take too much, too much of anything, but versus taking an antidepressant and then not being able to get off of it. And never being able to be normal never again. Never being able to yeah. be normal or taking a pain pill and then being highly addicted. So I found out that this was actually something that they would give people that were getting off of heroin to help because ease it, the pain. Because it triggers the same receptors that opioids, opioids trigger. But it's not an opioid. It's a plant. It has no opiate in it at all and doesn't have... You know, I'm not endorsing this i'm just saying like this is a great example of why is this not approved by the fda well, think about and my my cynical and this might be my conspiracy brain talking but 
if all of this is true about the substance that I'm talking about, the only reason that it's not approved by the FDA or pushed by or prescribed or prescribed yeah. or pushed by doctors or anything or talked about at all is because the pharmaceutical companies would literally plummet. It can replace Adderall, antidepressants, painkillers, energy caffeine, drinks, yep. anything. Absolutely. But like, what do all of these things have in common? The substance, marijuana, mushrooms, things that come from the ground that are natural. They're illegal. Marijuana was illegal for the longest time. And it was, it's, it's medicinal. It helps people who have pain. It helps people who have anxiety. Now, I'm not saying it can't be abused. Anything can. Yeah. But you can't go pluck an Adderall off the bush. <laughs> right. And so because they can't control it, because they, they can't regulate yeah, it. They want to make it it's illegal. illegal. Yeah. Which is exactly what they did with alcohol, with the prohibition is, oh, it's a substance. People are making it in their, in their toilet, in their living room. Okay. Well, we're going to make it illegal then. We're going to take it away. Alcohol is the worst drug ever. And it's the most commonly found Most accessible. Anywhere you go, you can find Marketing, booze. movies, TV shows. Anywhere you look, there's alcohol. People there drinking alcohol. no benefit to alcohol. Nope, at all. It's Not literal poison. At all. And you know how much money the alcohol industry makes? Yeah. You know how much money it costs to have a liquor license at a small little random restaurant in the middle of nowhere? And you really put thought into these things, it kind of makes you, what are we doing? What do we do? Well, and that's exactly, we really went on a long tangent. We had some other things we were going to talk about, but it's very true. It's just, it's kind of scary. It's a little spooky. I'm a little spook magooked. Like call us conspiracy theorists, but like, don't hesitate to think outside of the box sometimes with these things. Yeah, because and of course, like I'm still going to consume alcohol. Literally, you know, we I'm drink every podcast. Yeah. My issue is like, they could legalize certain things or not even legalize. Like the thing that I'm talking about isn't illegal. But it's not talked about. It's not It's not accessible. It's not yeah. accessible. It's not something that could easily take the place of someone that needs Adderall, which is also known as meth, or someone that needs an antidepressant, which also fucks you up for years and years the more you take it. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like they could care a little bit more about us, but they don't. They care about money, and they care about control, and that's exactly what they're going to get because what the fuck are we going to do about it? Exactly. And we just go on eating, you know, hot Cheetos with Red Dye 40 and yeah, taking our Adderall. And everywhere. yeah, and it's just, it's just not talked about. And this is kind of something that I noticed, like I, I mentioned in the other country, it was just, it didn't really feel like that. I mean, I'm not, obviously I wasn't there for that long. I don't know the culture that deeply, but this is something I've heard from people who are like well-traveled is that America specifically is the worst when it comes to these things. And I know people are going to say like, if you feel that way, like get the fuck out of the country, then no shade to our opportunity. I understand America has opportunities Land that free. don't exist in other countries. Right. We're free, you know. We, but are we free to a cost? We can like, be, has anyone, anyone that feels that way ever considered like, why do we have freedom? Like, are we as free as we think we are? Yeah. Or are we being controlled internally? You know, like, again, conspiracy theorist over here. But maybe their control comes from the amount of money they make off of our downfall. Damn. Conspiracy 101. <laughs> Welcome to bad therapy. But you know what gets me really thinking is like, what is all this stuff doing to our brains? Yeah. All of the depression and the anxiety and the mental anguish that I feel like America deals with on such a deeper level than anywhere else yeah actually and this is kind of a side note i heard this fun little fact about your brain and apparently empathy comes from the frontal lobe part of your brain and dumber people have less empathy so in theory like this is how i thought of it if a guy has ever done you dirty and you just can't you know when you just can't imagine why he didn't feel bad he just does you dirty and he doesn't give a fuck Probably because he's stupid. He literally has a tiny little brain. And like literally, I've had boyfriends that are, they have literally told me, you make me feel dumb. But then they will do me the dirtiest out of anyone I've ever met. And they won't feel bad. And they lack so much empathy. And I heard that fact about your brain. And it just clicked for me because they're just dumb. They're, they're literally dumb. Their brain. They literally lack the ability to have empathy because their little brains and are no so And no fault to themselves. Like they're... <laughs> So they're just a little pea brain. Their brain is just tiny as fuck. <laughs> that's so and that's fucking okay. Funny. I'd rather be smart, a big ass brain bitch with, with a, a whole lot, lot of empathy, empathy and a big old frontal lobe. Yeah, yep. big old frontal lobe. Well, but you're honestly right though. Sometimes someone will do something and you're like, how? But then you talk to them a little bit more and it's always the dumbass people. You're like, oh, feel- you're super dumb. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, your IQ level 12. This is something that goes along with that is IQ and EQ. So IQ is talked about all the time, right? Like 
you're the IQ. Yeah, what is you have the IQ of a seven year old, or you have the IQ of Einstein. Uh-huh. EQ is your emotional intelligence, mm. and it's not something that's ever discussed, but it 100 should be because it it can be rated on a scale just like IQ, and people who have a low EQ lack empathy, lack emotional intelligence, probably have a smaller frontal lobe. <laughs> it's extremely relevant for yeah. if you're able to get good jobs and and do good in certain situations. But I will say like sometimes with people with a high IQ lack emotional intelligence EQ. they don't go hand in hand yeah you don't have to have one or the other but no one ever talks however about, no one with a small iq ever has a high eq i just think that eq should be discussed and probably take an eq test if you've never heard of it if you have low eq go see a therapist do some reading because yeah. well, it's relevant I, everyone has the ability here's the difference between iq and eq is everybody has the ability to have a high eq Whereas not everyone has the ability to have a high IQ. I don't know though. Like I beg to differ. I feel like there's certain people that are born just smaller frontal lobe. They lack empathy. They lack the ability. Maybe they could get better at it. Well, emotional intelligence. Like you can be a sociopath and have emotional intelligence. Yeah, that's a good point. You can understand emotion. Because emotional intelligence is the ability to understand emotion. And a lot of sociopaths, they can't feel emotion, but they're they sociopaths. It. They yeah. can manipulate you because they understand it. Yeah, enough. absolutely. So, you know what I'm saying? That's insane. Yeah. It's kind of spooky. And honestly, <laughs> the person that I'm speaking of that had the smallest IQ in the world was a sociopath. Total manipulative. But so good at masking and like conforming to these, what he thought were emotions. Like a chameleon. Like, like a chameleon. Yeah. But the the facade would drop every once in a while and I was like... You'd see like the real like Mr. Hyde and you'd be like, spooky. Jesus. Straight up fucking... Who's that guy that cuts people up? Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> no, but yeah, sure. I mean, he really did. Yeah. Like bad. I was thinking like, oh, Dexter. Oh, yeah. Dexter. <laughs> like a literal fictional character. <laughs> and like an actual serial killer. You're like, yeah, no, no, not no, that no. one. Yeah, no, no. Jeffrey Dahmer vibes for sure. So in regards to emotional intelligence, something I heard about recently, there's this thing called limerence. And it resonated with me because it is when you are obsessed with someone that you're not dating, you're not in love with. There's really nothing special about this person, but you can't get them off your mind. If they don't text you back, you spend the rest of the day thinking about them, stressing out about them. If they compliment you, it sends you into a skyrocket of happiness for no reason because you don't love them. You don't really like them that much. You don't even really know them. You don't really even know them. It's usually found in the beginning of a relationship when you don't really know them, but you're obsessed with the idea of them. So you create this idea of this person in your brain that you fall in love with and you're trying to replicate it in your mind. And when it's not happening, you just become obsessed with this thing. And a lot of people compare it to borderline personality disorders, favorite person. So when you have BPD, someone with BPD can relate to this. This is not the same thing. And I'm not trying to like talk, you know, lightly. Compare on. them. Yeah, yeah, compare them because they're different things. But it is a little bit similar in the sense that someone with BPD has a favorite person. So they pick a person. That's their favorite person. And there's not really any reason for it. It's there's just... no reason for it. They're just obsessed with this person. Okay. So that is limerence. And I've heard that limerence can be triggered by like being insecure or not really being comfortable in a situation. Yes. So it's almost like you create this attachment. Lack of self-worth. Yeah. A fear of rejection. Based off of a feeling that doesn't really exist yes. because you're not feeling good enough. Yes. You're not feeling adequate. So, and I feel like this happens to me in a lot of situationships that I've been in because I I used to think, do I have BPD? Because I thought I had favorite person because you would get super obsessed like or not but i yeah but, but then someone would say do you want to date this person and i'm like no not really i don't even know them yeah but why is it ruining my day when they don't text me back fast enough or when i feel the slightest bit of rejection from them it does stem from a low self-esteem or um like a weird attachment style that you may have but it's something that i didn't know existed and it's called limerence and i just think it's pretty interesting because it relates to a lot of the things that i feel and yeah, but I think it's really self-aware for you to be able to admit that, like, instead of being like, oh, well, I have BPD or OCD or something yeah. like, saying, well, I have low self-esteem in certain areas and this is something I can Something's work on, but the way that I'm feeling right now, I'm not crazy. Like it's okay. Well, it's funny. Cause like, I don't feel like I have low self-esteem until something specific triggers, triggers it. it. And even in those moments, like I don't feel like I have low self-esteem, but if you really weigh out what's causing that for me, the only reason that I would feel that way is if I'm feeling insecure 
And it's not anyone, like someone can make you feel insecure, but really your insecurities are your own problem. And it's making so much sense to me because I've really only felt that way one time. And it was a guy who, one, I didn't like very much. He was kind of a douchebag, but I had created this idea of him in my head, the idea of what we could be, what our relationship could be. Like it was such a status thing. And then on top of that, he made me so insecure because he he played very like too cool, like yeah. didn't really want me. And it was the first time I'd been in a situation like that where one, the guy wasn't doting over me. And two, I liked his potential, not who he actually was. Yeah. And I felt that limerence. And when we ended, I was devastated, even though I literally did not care. Yeah. I, I, when I look back at it now, I'm like, I have no interest in this person. And limerence is something that's like pretty common in the beginning of relationships. It's not something that should last. Yeah. And if you feel that it's lasting, it's super unhealthy to be in a state of limerence. It's not real. It's a facade that you create in your head. It's a of fantasy. A it's yep. a fantasy. And the feelings that you feel like the super intense feelings, because I would feel that like, why is he not texting me back? But like you don't really like them. I don't much. actually care. You don't know them. Yeah. For you to feel that way about someone that you don't know. And in the moment, it feels real because these are feelings that you're feeling. And I'm not going to discredit anyone's feelings, especially because I've felt these feelings. They feel so yeah. fucking real, but they're not real. Man, the it's, human brain. It's crazy. It's just Insane. not real. And I think to me, knowing that limerence is a thing that exists was like, okay, so this, it doesn't just happen to me. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. This but, is normal. Yeah. But to realize that you're in a state of limerence and then to make sure you don't stay there too long. That's the key. I think that's like where self-awareness comes in is just yeah. being like, oh, this is how I'm feeling. This is why. There's nothing special about Let's this. Let's move along. There's nothing special about this person. Yeah. Let's keep it fucking moving. Because if there's something special about a person, it's going to work out. And yeah. you're going to be happy. If it works, it works. We talked about this yeah. in the last pod. You you're not going to have to force it. Like, if you're upset yeah. that someone hasn't texted you back, you're probably in a state of limerence or you probably have BPD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Making outlandish I'm, claims. I'm just kidding. But Someone like, threatened to sue us. They're like, <laughs> you're making outlandish claims. Like, you should be taken to court. Like, uh, to listen, court? Do you think I really read a textbook before I announced this shit? It's called bad therapy for a reason. Like, Hello? I'm not that everything we say is false, but like, don't be fucking running your whole life based on our podcast. And if you are, disclaimer. like, you're in a state of limerence. Like, yeah. relax. <laughs> like, quick disclaimer. Do not base your whole life off of the things we say, or you might end up just like us. <laughs> Which, honestly, maybe you should. No, I'm just playing. I'm, just <laughs> I'm like, fucking dying. Hey, whatever. I was in Spain. I mean, she just just go to Spain for yeah. no reason. Bad Therapy, episode 12. We made it. Hey, thank you for showing up. You're welcome. I'm always going to show up for you. I know. And I appreciate... <laughs> I'm sure that sounded great on the mic. But no, seriously, I appreciate you and I love you. And I know that you did not want to be here tonight. But this podcast could just literally not go on without you. So Aww. thank you for being here. I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm glad you seem in a better mood than when I first saw you tonight. So. Aren't I usually? <laughs> No. every time i'm coming over here i'm like fuck you fuck everyone i'm over this and then by the time we're done She's we're like, like just wait you're gonna tickle you <laughs> i said you need me to take a pinky in your bunghole <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> we love you guys we'll see you next week cheers